Hello and welcome to Blind Traveller, promoting independence through travel. So on this podcast, I'm going to share one of my more adventurous experiences, which was travelling through Pakistan. I hadn't long been diagnosed with macular dystrophy. I knew my sight was bad and I knew it was going, but I just got the final diagnosis just before I went. So this was going to be a pretty big adventure for me, blind and travelling alone through Pakistan. Knowing that I'd been diagnosed with a degenerative disease, it seemed probably the best time to go was now, I guess, before my sight got even worse and it made it almost impossible. I say almost because I'm still doing it now some 20 years later. My reason for wanting to go to Pakistan was twofold. Firstly, I've always wanted to see the badges, the military badges of British regiments who served out in uh, Khyber Pass in the northwest frontier. And the other reason was England were actually out there playing cricket, three test match series against Pakistan. So I ended up going to the Faisalabad test match, which was the second test, as that was only about an hour and a half train journey from Lahore, where I was about to fly into. I say an hour and a half train journey, that's what I thought. However, it didn't quite turn out that way. So my three-week trip started off at Heathrow in London, a change in Abu Dhabi, and then finally finishing in Lahore at about four o'clock in the morning, Lahore time. So the London to Abu Dhabi flight was quite uninteresting, um, quite a mix of people on there. Uh, it wasn't until I got to Abu Dhabi and changed planes when I realised I was going somewhere slightly different, given the makeup of the people on the plane for the second leg of the journey from Abu Dhabi to Lahore. It turned out I was the only non-Asian guy on the flight, which didn't particularly bother me, but I just thought this isn't your average tourist destination by the looks of things. I got chatting to a really nice guy in the next seat to me. Um, he was heading home to Lahore after a trip to the Middle East on business. Uh, when he asked what I was doing, he seemed to think it was quite interesting me going to see a cricket match in Faisalabad and staying over in Lahore. But when I did mention the second part of my journey, which was going to involve a trip to the Khyber Pass up through the northwest frontier, he did find this quite amusing. So much so, he turned round to some friends in the seats behind us, explained where I was going, and then he all started laughing for some reason. When they'd all finished laughing, the guy actually turned around to me and says, you really need to be quite careful up there, because it'd be quite dangerous. Little did he know, I was actually blind as well, as I don't use a white cane when I'm travelling, not normally anyway. We arrived in Lahore, bang on time, and said my goodbyes to the guy in the next seat, whose last words were, seriously, be careful up there. I eventually collected my bags, which consisted of my trusty rucksack, which had been to about 12 countries up to Len, and my golf clubs, because I was going to have a few rounds in Lahore, and eventually in Peshawar, because I'd done some research beforehand, and find there were some pretty good golf courses out in Pakistan. I eventually came through customs, and made it into the public area of um, Lahore Airport, and I've never seen somewhere so manic at 4 o'clock in the morning. It was just packed with people. Absolute pandemonium. I'm normally quite well prepared, but on this occasion I wasn't, and I actually had nowhere to stay, no pre-booking by then, because in them days it, it wasn't as popular as it is now, certainly no Airbnb in the likes of. At Lahore Airport, that wasn't going to be a problem, however, because there was people selling rooms in houses, food, hotel stays, you name it, you could have bought it there. As I say, it was absolute bedlam. I ended up chatting to a guy who had a Holiday Inn badge on, and when he asked the question... I said, no, I haven't actually, but I think you're a bit out of my league in terms of hotel and where I'm going to stay. I was thinking more of one and two stars than your average holiday in being three or four stars, but I did get a nice surprise. I decided to take him up on his price. Um, as it happened, his vehicle was outside, which was a proper holiday in minibus, so jumped in there and went into town and ended up booking four nights at the Holiday Inn in Lahore. I dumped my bags pretty quickly because I wasn't tired. I was absolutely starving. 
So I ended up um, heading into town, which was an experience and a half. It was just five o'clock in the morning and absolute chaos everywhere. Everywhere was busy. So I decided I'd head for the station because I knew I had to check out some train times and see what they actually were for my journey to Faisalabad. So now it seemed as good a time as any, which I did and got that all sorted. And then went on a search for food because Lahore station isn't like your average London station or UK station. It wasn't packed with McDonald's, Subways and everything else. There was pretty much a few shops which were closed. And the only food option seemed to be street food, which was just outside the station. Never been one for street food, simply because you don't know what you're eating, how long it's been there. And it's just, you're asking for trouble a lot of the time and, and dodgy stomachs and everything else with it. But... I was absolutely starving. This stuff looked quite good and it was all really, really hot because it was cooked on woks. And I ended up having some fantastically fresh cooked naan bread with a really hot vegetable curry, which um, really went down well at half five in the morning. But that was an experience and certainly nice. And at the pricey sum of a dollar, I guess I'd wait and see what the results were a few hours time, if it was actually worth the money. At the time, there was only a few places in Pakistan where you could actually get a beer due to them being a strict Muslim country. And they all tended to be in hotels um, and Western-type bars where you had to show your passport. One was in Karachi. The other one was actually in Peshawar, where I was heading to a few days later. And the other one was at an international club just behind the hockey stadium in Lahore. So I decided to check that out because normally in these sort of places, that's where you get your local knowledge, local information. I always try and make it a thing to, to start there and just get the ins and outs of any city I'm travelling to. The International Club wasn't the easiest place to find. It was hidden behind the back of the International Hockey Stadium in the city and it took the second rickshaw driver to actually get me there because the first one had no idea what I was talking about. But still, it only cost me a dollar to get there and was it worth it? Wow. It was like a little oasis in the middle of Lahore. You showed your passport, signed in and that effectively made you a member. It was run by American expats who lived in Lahore and there was quite a few other expats from all over the world, really. Um, quite a few Brits there. A few of the guys I got talking to, they were actually um, working on a runway at the airport, installing lights of all things, runway lights. And they actually hated the place. They just couldn't wait to get home. But obviously the money was quite good. So they stuck most of the time up in an international club where cold beer, nice food, and away from all the chaos of the city and the heat, of course. A nice surprise was some of the expats actually played golf who were based in the international club. So I got myself invited to a couple of games of golf over the coming days and played on some fabulous courses. The Gymkhana Sports Club was probably the better of them. Um, was well over 100 years old. It was just what you'd imagine it as being a traditional Asian golf club. All traditional buildings, people looking after your every need. And the best thing, it was just like playing millionaires golf. There was nobody on the course, a few groups in the distance, that was it. And it was ridiculously cheap compared to what you would pay in any Western country. You had to take a cl club caddy with you. And mine taught me he was Jeff Boycott's caddy when he was in town. Um, I suspect all the caddies probably say the same thing. But whether that's true, I, I didn't actually find out. So apart from the golf, I spent most of my days just exploring the city. And then over night time, it was a perfect retreat heading off to the International Club for something to eat. And a few beers with the local expats. I did actually spend one night in the holiday inn where I was staying in the restaurant there. It was actually on the roof. Uh, it was just fabulous, sitting out of a night time, having a pretty good meal and a few beers. That was a bit strange, actually, in a hotel, because in hotels, you can drink in hotels, in your room or in a restaurant, but you have to have an alcohol license. As it happened, I bumped into a guy in the hotel who was leaving, and he had a license. So he just passed it over to me because they're not checked. So... 
with the Amelia order a drink, but you just got to show the license. But I have to say, sitting under the stars and a lovely warm night in Lahore was pretty special. A really nice surroundings, really nice hotel. And again, for all the hustle and bustle of Lahore, I have to say that I loved the city. It was just so exciting, so vibrant, really, really good. Reluctantly, I had to actually leave and head off to Peshawar because that was part of my journey as I'd planned myself and I really did want to do the Khyber Pass on the northwest frontier. I made sure I'd done before I left was I made a reservation so I could come back and rather than going to Faisalabad where there wasn't a great deal when I wanted to watch the cricket, I was decided to come back and spend the last week in the same hotel because it was so cheap, smack bang in the middle of the city and it just had access to everything. So I got my flight to Peshawar from Lahore and it cost, again, really cheap flight to get there and it was far better than taking a long bus ride in really hot weather. So I had a good eight days in Peshawar, done all the things I wanted to do, but that's on another podcast which you can check out as well. And another uneventful flight from Peshawar to Lahore got me back in time to watch the cricket, which was one of the reasons I came to Lahore in the first place. So my journey to Faisalabad to watch the first day of the cricket was pretty uneventful, certainly at the station, got the tickets no problem, got on a train, and it turned into Faisalabad, and it was on time, an hour and a half it took. For all it was on time, I have to say it wasn't the most pleasant journey I've ever spent on a train. It was wooden benches, really dirty and scruffy the train. So what I actually decided to do was just do days one, three and five of the test match rather than do that journey for all five days, because that just wouldn't have been fun at all. I walked from the train station to the cricket ground, which wasn't far, and there wasn't a great deal in Faisalabad. And once I got to the actual ground itself, I totally justified my decision for doing that, as there was a riot going on outside the ground. There was hundreds of fans actually trying to break their way into the ground so they didn't have to pay. Police that were actually there were just whacking people with these huge bamboo canes and just trying to get them away from the turnstile on the ground, ultimately, but it just wasn't working. It was absolute chaos. Not sure whether to try and get in the ground or just get out the way. I get grabbed by this six foot four uh, police officer who's, I noticed him, he's ranked badge. He was an inspector and he dragged me to the turnstile, one of the turnstiles, shoved everybody out the way and just pushed me through a turnstile. There's all these people riding to try and get into the ground for free and I get shoved in by a police officer for free. Only downside of that was I ended up in the wrong end. Not that it was a wrong end, there was only about 14 England supporters in the whole ground. I spent about an hour in this cricket ground watching the game and I was just a focal point of attention by all these local fans. Quite a good atmosphere initially, but after about an hour it just became a bit too much, you know. It was really tiresome after a while. So with that I decided to try and get out of that end and into the main stand. And it was literally just a case of walking down to the metal gates at the front and the guy just let me through onto the field and walked into the main stand. This was certainly more like it. It was literally where all the press were. There was a few ex-players floating around. And in the main stand, I actually got talking to David Lloyd, former England captain for a while, who was having a break in between his commentary slots. So just on the outside of the fence, this big, huge metal fence, there was about a dozen England fans just sitting on white plastic chairs behind the boundary rope. So I went back down to the gate where the big metal fence was and just asked the guy if I could get through there. He opens the gate, grabs myself a plastic chair and watched the rest of the game from just behind the bamboo rope. Um, all for the price of nothing. After a really good day's cricket, I headed back to Faisalabad station, got my train back to Lahore, which took the usual hour and a half, although having said that it was a little bit late, and just got a rickshaw back to the hotel for another rooftop dinner experience along with a few beers. So as per my plan, I missed the second day of the test match and played some golf instead. Another nice day in Lahore. 
And on day three, headed off to Faisalabad again. Same train, no problem getting there. This time there wasn't a ride, fortunately enough. So I headed straight for the main stand, took up my seat for next to nothing, and had another good day's cricket. did, however, get a really nice surprise when I got into the ground. Um, I'd been there about half an hour, and I had a couple of guys shouting, Pete, Pete, and I looked round, and there was about seven or eight people who I'd met in Peshawar a couple of days before, who were on a on a camping trip from London all the way to Nepal, which effectively followed the old silk route in a four-ton truck with camping gear, all the food, everything they needed. And there was about 12 of them when I met them in Peshawar, but about eight of them had made the trip, six guys and two girls. So after the cricket, um, we headed off back to Lahore via train. They'd actually arranged to head off the next day, so they only had the one day. So it was quite important that we did get back on time, because um, I think they were leaving, heading for the next destination at 6 o'clock in the morning the following day. Unfortunately, the best laid plans, the journey back from Faisalabad to Lahore was pretty horrendous. The train broke down, so we had a two-hour stop in the middle of nowhere, and it got so bad, and the locals were harassing these girls. Um, just literally being awkward and just hanging around them when they didn't want the attention. So we ended up with a carriage to ourselves as the police cleared everybody out and stood on either side of the door for the carriage just to stop anybody getting in or out bar us who are actually in the carriage by ourselves by this time. We arrived back to Lahore at about 11, 11 o'clock at night so there was not much floating around the place and these guys were heading off to the next destination at 6 o'clock the next morning and they wanted to get back to the tent. I did offer them um, some beers and some food at the hotel where I was at because you can get room service once the restaurant was shut. But unfortunately, um, I, I got a bit of a slagging off for that one because given the time, they just wanted to get back to the campsite. What they did say, however, is given you've sat there that night having a few beers in your room along with a nice curry, what you need to do is you need to come and meet us before we head off and have a brew and some breakfast with us before we go. Our style of breakfast, not the holiday end type. So reluctantly, I got a call at 5.30, got ready, jumped in a rickshaw and headed to the campsite and got there about quarter to six, to their surprise. Had a cup of coffee with them and wished them all the best. That's, that's one of the real things I love about travel, the people you meet and the places you end up. So I had another great day exploring Lahore. Uh, that night I headed off to the International Club, said my goodbyes to the guys in there and then headed off to Peshawar the next morning for my trip to the northwest frontier. I have to say Lahore's not on my to-do list for the near future. However, if ever I get out to go and see some cricket out there, I'll certainly take my golf clubs with me and probably stay in similar places to the holiday Inn because it was really, really good and really, really cheap. So thanks for listening. That was Lahore. And check out Peshawar and the Northwest Frontier in the next podcast.